Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode of The Long Run Podcast is sponsored by Sketches. Everybody, it's seven o'clock here in the UK. It's one PM, I believe, in Chicago. And welcome to the Long Run Show live stream and podcast brought to you by the Forty Runs Running Community and our lovely friends at Sketchers. God, how much excitement around here now! We are joined by a very, very special guest from the other side of the Atlantic, Mr. Mike Coe, who you may know if you're one of his thousands of YouTube and social media followers. As Kafuzi, we are honoured for you to come along and see us today, sir. And I know Chris and Hayden are very, very excited about you being here. Hayden's yeah. even interrupted. Yeah. He's, he's, he's over your side of the pond. He's in Florida <laughs> going around the, um, the theme parks and he's tore himself away from Disneyland just so he can come and talk to you, Mike. So thanks very much for coming along. Well, thanks so much, uh, guys, for having me. Happy to be here. Well, boys, hey? Eh? Yeah, I've teed you up now. I said you're excited. I know, but when you said that we, you know, I thought he was actually introducing Hayden. Is actually what I thought you where you was going with that. So, firstly, apologies to everybody for a slight delay. That's on us because um, we're not as slick as Mike is with his uh, uh, daily live stream. So, apologies to everybody um, for that. But we're finally here. Uh, I'm basically just going to be fanboying all night. So, apologies now to everybody who thinks I'm just groveling and it's embarrassing. But we do want to, as always, hear from you. For everybody who's tuning in live, stick your comments in the chat box, whether you're on Facebook um, or you're watching it on, on YouTube live stream, whatever way you're doing it, hit us up with the comments. We'll try and get through as many questions. We've had, like, Mike, we've had bucket loads of questions come in this week <laughs> on Instagram, on, on email. It's been insane. So we were going to try and get as many as we can, but also we appreciate everybody who's watching live. So, you know, jump in there, stick them with a queue. Tobe's going to put a link up, whatever it is. Uh, and, and we go from there. So yeah, just stick it. Yeah, if you can stick a queue in front of your question and just uh, put it on there, and I'll try and keep up. Um, we'd love you all to be involved. So um, yeah, if you've got any observations or any questions that you want to know, then we're delighted for you to uh, join in the fun. Mike, thanks ever so much for coming. Um, we appreciate you're a very busy man. Um, how what have you been up to this week? How's how's things going now? Uh, I'm just still kind of recovering from going out to Eugene for world championships. It was, I only went for the first half of the meet and it was exhausting. It takes a different kind of endurance to be able to keep up with an <laughs> event like that. It was just so much fun. And like, I, my, my sleep schedule is still pretty much wrecked. Like, uh, I'm just completely off and just trying to get back on, on my feet back here. At, of course uh, that's in, in Oregon. Chicago. So that's three hours west of you time-wise, isn't it? Uh, it was two hours. Yeah. Two hours. Mm-hmm. 
So it was, uh, it was a busy, busy, busy old time for you boys. I mean, I've seen, obviously I follow your channel, but believe in the run as well. And I've got a question I've got to ask you about that later, by <laughs> the way. But you guys were pumping out some some amazing stuff on like Instagram and stuff like that. I mean, it just looks so much fun uh, over the World Champs. I mean, it was, I don't know, it was just buzzing, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was like a, an attention overload. Like everywhere you looked, there was something amazing happening, whether it was in the stadium, on the track, or just going to an event, seeing just pros kind of just casually walking around to legends that are showing up to meet and greet kind of event. So there's just so many things happening. Um, like my head was on a swivel and like, I just like, I had no time to kind of like take in what was happening. You just were going bang, bang, bang from event to event. We've got the um, Commonwealth Games just started here. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, it was the first day today. Yeah. Um, and and like Birmingham is is just buzzing. So I mean Oregon with its history and it's just I mean that must that must have been rocking it out, right? Especially in the evenings. Yeah, I mean, I had never been out to Eugene before, so it was all new to me. But you know, Hayward Field uh has such history and mm. legacy to it. So like um it draws all sorts of uh legends from track and field. And so like there was a very palpable energy. And because the town is is pretty, it's relatively small. So it's like when you go there and you're walking around, you know that everyone else that's walking around is there because they're a track and field fan, they're a running fan, or just as likely they could be an Olympian or a track coach or, or something like that. They're somehow very connected to the running space. Now that's, you. I mean, you can tell he's a pro because that links perfectly into what we're <laughs> going to talk about tonight, right? Which actually we've got, we're going to drop you something we didn't tell, what, didn't tell you about because I put a post out today. Uh, was it yesterday, Wilco, that's caused a lot of interest? So we're going to throw that at you. Oh, yeah, so, we're going to talk about that, aren't we? Um, but really, what we want to get on with, and that's why Hayden's like sitting there like waiting like a dog at the <laughs> because he's he's got, um, well, you tell him what you've got planned. You've got, is it Chicago and New York? What, what you got up to, Hayden? Well, I've got um, Evening Mike, by the way. Well, I've got um, Chicago coming up later on this year, and there's a few of us in the 41s community that are actually doing it. So we've got a few questions, knowing that you're the Chicago expert. Might be happy sure, to get a few answers there. Yeah. And then next year, yeah, there's a few of us, again, we've already pre-booked. We're ready for New York. So we're looking for as much advice as possible. So we're, yeah, we're Before hit we you dive up on into that. that too much, mm-hmm. can we just, I mean, obviously, you know, there are lots of people who join us today well aware of your work mike and um, you know fans of large everything but i'm sure there's there's lots of people particularly um maybe in england who uh, don't know much about you so could you just sort of like give us a brief um brief summary of like your running journey and how you got involved in uh, broadcasting and things like that yeah i mean I'm, I'm just a kind of like a super fan who um happens to now get access to a lot of these events you know i'm just a regular guy my whole theme is i'm a non-elite runner i'm not going to be in the front corral you know, I'm not going to be in the elite or the sub elite kind of spaces, but I'm just a guy that gets out there and really enjoys running um, and enjoys the sport, both from, you know, a consumption perspective as a fan, but I also enjoy doing it myself. Uh, and I've been taking a camera around with me for all of my adventures and, um, you know, documenting it along the way. And so a lot of times it comes out as running shoe reviews. That's kind of my, like my main thing that I'm doing on the internet, but also, you know, my training plans or my adventures, my races, all that is kind of like what's kind of out there uh, on the internet. Uh, and my, my big goal now is to bring people along with me as I go on these trips. I mean, there's like a lot of parallels here, Chris. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, I've said it before I've said, it, I don't think I keep saying, I mean, I look up to, to Mike and everything that Mike does and he, and it generally inspired me when I started out. Uh, and continues to inspire. I mean, you just you just need to watch one of his videos. It's just like the the sub three hour marathon just blows my mind um, from a content making uh, perspective. Right? It's just he's just killing it. But also, it's the things I don't think that people appreciate. Like as you say, Mike, about the Run Club and the Strava and everything else that you're doing outside that, which is the same ethos that I try and have over here, which is like everyday runners. Everybody's involved. We're having fun. We're having a laugh. We're non elites apart from Hayden, who won the Edinburgh Marathon. But we're, just <laughs> having, but we're just having a laugh, you know, and that's that's what we're all about. And it's and it's bringing those communities together, whether it be on YouTube, 
like we are tonight, whether it be in the Facebook group, which we're also live, but, you know, just or at Park Run tomorrow. It doesn't matter. And, and I think that's, as you say, that's the parallels between the two. Um, and that's what always attracts me back to Mike's work. Um, and luckily, I say he's been, in, I've been then introduced to other um, content creators that he's recommended, like I said, Believe in the Run and others um, along the way. So, yeah, it, it's powerful stuff. Um, it really is uh, what, what he's doing over there. It's, it's amazing. And, you know, again, just so pleased that to bring it to the UK. And we had a lot of people asking when you are coming to the UK, Mike, by the way. Yeah, um, Ian I mean, Lowe's just, he's the latest one. He says, when are you going to come to London for the marathon? Yeah, I mean, um, that that's probably going to be the most likely way that I get to London is if I'm running the London Marathon. I mean, I was just in Heathrow. I mean, I guess that doesn't really count. Doesn't count. Um, on a layover. <laughs> um, but it's been probably a dozen years since I've been in England. So I'd like to get back over there. Um, I don't know. I mean, the London Marathon is a New Balance race, I think. So, uh, I mean, I'm running New York this year. That's a New mm-hmm. Balance race, too. So hopefully, you, you know, they'll know. be excited about what I do and they'll invite me to come Stick over you in there, uh, for London, you know. It'd be great to have you here. So you've got such a huge fan base over here as well. Um, like we have in Mongolia and Malta. I, didn't know, I don't know if you know, Mike, <laughs> but we are the biggest <laughs> podcast in Malta and Mongolia. And last week, check this out, in Hungary, mm. which blew our minds. Um we don't know which one of our mates has been sat in yeah, them, you must, know, on the banks of the <laughs> river in Budapest, you know. Somebody must have been, yeah, it, must, it wasn't Bill, because Bill was made us number one in Cyprus for watching all our episodes in Cyprus. Which Yeah, hats off, Billy. Cheers, mate. Yeah, thanks, Bill, for doing that, getting us out the charts, as always. We, we really appreciate it. So, I tell you what, should we jump into that thing that Mike doesn't know anything about and put him on the spot, Wilco? Yeah, let's do that. Would right, you, so, you introduce it, sir? So, on, what day was it? Yesterday. I blew up. I was just doing a regular Thursday training run, medium effort. Uh, we were playing 30 miles in the plant, right? And then about 10 miles, you, you know what those runs, you just checked out. I was done, right? And then I got back. I was with Simon. We got back and we went, check, we've been running for since for nine days because we had a heat wave here in the UK. So my mm-hmm. usual rest day didn't kick in. And then I realized that I'd done like just, just under 80 miles, which is quite a lot for me. I'm usually about 40, 50 miles a week with a rest day in there. Um, and I was like, I've been running for nine days and I've been doing like that sort of mileage. No wonder I'm tired. So it then asked the question in the group, um, like what, how do you, how do you look at your week? Do you do like a week to week? Alan, who's, uh, who's, uh, has been on the podcast and I hope he's coming back soon. He does a two week block. He looks at it on a two week plan. Some people do like weird, like, I don't know. How do you look at your week in terms of mileage or, yeah, how do you do it? Yeah, I mean, well, it depends on, you know, if I'm training for a race. And so, like, let's say I'm I'm getting ready for a marathon. My week is a seven-day cycle. So I start on Monday and on Sunday. Um, and I kind of think about what are the key things that I want to get done that week. And then I backfill from there. So, like, I'll want to have a long run on Sunday. I'll probably want to have one quality session probably on a Wednesday. And then everything else is kind of just like, all right, fill in the blanks in terms of a lot of other just easy running from there. Um, and my usual goal depends. It'll change over the course of the of the training block, but um, it'll probably for me peak out at around like 75 miles uh, a week for a marathon. Um, and so if the long run, you know, if it's a 75 mile per hour, mile per hour if it's a 75 mile week, um, that long run's probably 18 to 20 miles. And so then, you know, and then I got to think about another 55 miles that I want to get in. The workout's probably going to be about 12 to 13 total with like the warm up and the cool down and stuff. So then I got to worry really about like another 40 miles over the next um, five days. And so you just kind of divide it up um, from there. I usually, when I'm in marathon training, I'll look to do like eight to 10 miles a day for easy runs. Uh, Otherwise, um, and then sometimes I'll take a rest day and try to get on the bike instead. Yeah. So that's how I kind of, I just backfill. Hey, but do you look at it on a, like a Monday to Sunday kind of thing or, or are you like working it from like rest day to rest day? Or, I mean, I don't know whether there's a right or way, wrong way to look at it. I mean, everyone's different, but. Do you yeah. Just- I mean, I think ideally um, if I could do like a nine day cycle I, and I, and I, you know, like I, um, you know, I don't have like a regular 
you know, nine to five job anymore. So I probably could do a nine day cycle because then it would give you like a workout, two rest days, workout, two rest days, long run, two like rest yeah, or like you. easy days. You know, that would make mm. the most sense to me. Um, cause then you're getting three sessions every nine days. And I feel like that's a good amount, but you know, I like Strava a lot and I like to see what the weekly number is. So have you um, heard, did you, I do Mike, Monday you to Sunday. To our podcast the other day about being addicted. You probably didn't. He's too busy. We did a podcast <laughs> the other day, right? It was, are you addicted to Strava? And we had to say, obviously that there's other running apps available. Yeah. Uh, just to stop the little is coming onto us. But basically it was all about people being addicted to Strava. So I think you need to, I think you need to listen yeah. to that when you're on your bike and yeah. it may, you know, just yeah. stop you being so addicted to. But I think Chris, when you was talking about your, um, your, it was, um, it was an unusual spell because we had some, at the beginning of this nine day spell, Mike, we had here just outside London, the weather was, it was the hottest day in Britain ever. You know, it was 40 <laughs> degrees. It's unheard of. So everybody just wound down and nobody went out running for two days. So uh, there were sort of like exceptional circumstances, weren't there, man? Yeah, I wouldn't normally be that. I mean, I am stupid, but I'm not usually that stupid. I mean, <laughs> so it was it was one of those things that I did. Totally how do you, don't, how do you stand, Mike, on, um, on streaks, you know, running streaks? I mean, we've got one guy, um, Ian Wilson. He's out doing a 50-miler as we speak in the Lake District. I want to wish him all the best for that. But he's done, like, run every day for nearly – he's pushing on for a 1,000 days. I mean, is that, what do you think about that? What do you think about streaks? Do you think they're good or bad? or Have you done yeah. any yourself? I mean, my longest streak is somewhere in like the 50 to 60 day kind of range. But um, I think that they're awesome for people that like them. And I think that if you don't like them, don't try to like them. You know, I, I don't think you need to have them or incorporate them into your training. For me, it was just kind of like, you know, I like to have rest days like leading up to a taper um, before a big race. And then... I mean, I do like running every day, but during heavy marathon training, I know that it's probably better for my feet if I can take a day off a week and then substitute a 90 minute easy run with like a 90 minute bike session. And so you're still getting the heart rate up, but it's staying relatively low. You're getting that cardio aerobic benefit. Um, And so that's kind of what I like to do. And so, you know, kind of related to that addicted to Strava thing is I intentionally don't let myself run streak too long because then it becomes this big thing and i already got a lot of weird stuff that i do that interferes <laughs> with like family schedule like i i can't you know like have an extra glass of beer at dinner you know because i gotta film b-roll of a shoe before i go run yeah. in the morning you know so it's like i'm trying to like strike a balance between having this kind of hobby slash job that you know i really enjoy but not letting it completely take over everything now we're going to get into the questions from the six billion people that are watching this <laughs> around the world. Um, but have you got a running coach? That's what I want to ask. So your plans and stuff like that that you're following is that is that just you know what you've learned uh, you know and tape, tailored to yourself, or do you have a coach? Have you ever sought out a coach? You know what's the deal there? Yeah, I'm not currently coached because um, I like to like experiment, and so I think it would just drive a coach like bonkers <laughs> if I was like. All right, this time I want to try a lot of high intensity, you know, and then the yeah, next yeah. time I just want to do all low heart rate. I think that people will go crazy. Um, and so I, I'm not, I'm not coach. I did have a coach, you know, one, one uh, marathon build. I did um, the Chicago marathon, I think 2019 with Nike and they, they had a coach, uh, someone that was local. She's really great. Uh, and she wrote up plans for me and we talked a lot about kind of like the, you know, the theory behind all of it. And it was really great, but I still just like to like, kind of like keep things a little bit more fluid. So I have like a couple of training books that I refer to from time to time. Um, and I've kind of like narrowed into a handful of workouts that I think I respond well to, to get ready for a marathon. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, I don't really think that I, I mean, I probably do need some coaching, but I'm getting, I'm getting by fine without it, I guess. I'm really enjoying myself. So I don't, I feel like, you know, I, you know, I don't feel the need to go get one. Yeah. It's interesting. People either hunt them out to start with, or Mm -hmm. they kind of, and that's great. Or they find them when they come up against trouble. So it's like one or the other. And then I think everybody else sits in the middle and they just kind of like get on with it and just enjoy it. And it's kind of a cool process. Um, Right. We'll cope. Um, Good luck with all the questions. Go. Right? He sat there so 
patiently. Oh, hi, oh Pluto? Yeah, he's been charged. He's been, you know, he's had he's such frozen. a mad week in Florida. He's got another two to go, and this is the highlight of his whole trip. I actually think he's frozen, Wilco, to be perfectly Is he? Yeah, I think, he, I think his internet he's connection, frozen nerves. which he says was so good, has proven, like, really bad, hasn't it? I mean, so... Yeah. Right. Should I'm we gonna... give him a kick then? Or should we? Why don't we go through some questions from yeah, the uh, from let's the viewers? Um, JBS, our friends, friend of the yeah, show. Um, Mike, what was your favorite greatest running event this year? Was it going to the worlds or was it the Grandma's Marathon? I mean, I, I think I'll answer it a little diplomatically and and say both if I can. I mean, grandma's was a, a really great personal experience, but from like the running community perspective, like going to worlds was just like very eye opening and exciting um, and inspiring on a lot of levels mm-hmm. too. And so like, you know, there's one that's internal and one that's kind of external. I suppose so, you can be it, the fan, can't you? That sort of thing as well. You can see it from both, but it's not, I would imagine that some of these things can get a bit worky, a bit, sort of like organizers a lot of organizations to doing that but then if you go to something like the world championships you can lose yourself a little bit because you've got the access to go to places you can enjoy it as as a fan can't you yeah i mean it was like it was great because it wasn't about me you know and so yeah. <laughs> um uh, sometimes you know on some of these events uh it can you know it, it's 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 not draining is not the right word but it takes a lot of energy when it's like i feel like i'm I'm the one who's that people are there to see at all the events at worlds, you know, the, we had group runs and stuff and people were there to see me, but they were there for worlds, you know? Mm. And so like that took, takes a lot of pressure off for me. So that was really nice to kind of holiday, uh, experience right? it with everybody. <laughs> yeah. A bit of a holiday for you. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> right. Wilco Wells on, on, on the subject that now this was, this was in Minnesota, wasn't it? This race. Well, grandma. Uh, grandma, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, um, um, yeah, um, Bud Lynch asked, was it really as tough as it looked on your recap? Although I must say, Ben, your colleague, he looked like he joined in for the last K. I know, Ben, ben in that <laughs> video was just like he's out for a job, finishes, and he just looks at you like, what have we just done? It was incredible. Yeah, well, I mean, I think he's like a 238 guy. So, like, for him to run three hours is, you know, pretty easy, you know. For me, it was hard. Um, and I had basically everything lined up for me perfectly. We had fantastic weather, a downhill course, a tailwind that was pretty strong. And so like everything was just lined up. Uh, and so, and I just kind of just squeaked in there. So, um, it was uh, a great course. The course is relatively easy, but, uh, it was hard. It was hard for me. You didn't look at the finish, bro. You crossed it and (laughs) it it does. I didn't like, (laughs) If you yeah. saw Tobe after he finished Edinburgh, like he looked like he was going to die, <laughs> or like the other day we did a run, we did a, we did this run, Mike. This video's coming out on Sunday. It's hilarious. We basically broke Toby, and there's a Not picture hilarious. up on Instagram. I honestly thought people messaged and said, "Is he generally okay?" Like seriously, <laughs> but he was broken after Edinburgh. So you say you were, but you crossed the line, dude, and you were like, "Okay, yeah, I'm I'm good," and you know, and you have, you know, when you're chugging on your beer or whatever that was. Mm. You looked okay, man. I mean, I reckon you could have gone faster. Uh, <laughs> I, I think now, like, it's like when you hit that breakthrough, then you kind of understand the pacing a little bit better. And so I think that there's still a little bit more headroom there. Um, but on that day, there was, there's not a lot more that I could have done. <laughs> I mean, something that didn't really get captured very well is that, like, there's an area at the end of the race where you kind of come down by the water there's a stadium that's over there and you kind of like loop around a whole bunch of times for whatever reason it got really windy down there and there was like the winds were whipping around and i was just yelling at ben i'm like ben he got way way far ahead of me i was like come on back block the wind for me so i was just (laughs) complaining for the last half mile that there's too windy and so like there's just a lot of me whining at the end (laughs) captured on camera so i was very much complaining a lot and then at, once you're finished, you know, it's like, you, you know, the adrenaline comes through. Mm. Uh, but there was a point in between the finish line and the beer, which was a, a, an unusually long walk. Uh, but like, it really felt like all of a sudden, like concrete had filled into my legs and I just couldn't, couldn't move at all. And uh, Ben was like, do you, do you need to sit down? I'm like, I don't know if that's going to help. He's like, do you want to keep walking? And I'm like, I, I don't know if that's going to help. 
And he's like, what do you need? I'm like, I have no idea, but my legs feel like they're filling with concrete. Let's try sitting. And he's like, he saw me trying to sit and he goes, Ooh, I, I don't know if sitting's the right move for you right now. And I'm like, too bad. That's what's happening. Because I can't, I can't do anything else. So, oh, that's cool. You know, it, was, it was rough. It was rough. Did it take a bit of time, you know, doing a sub free? Did it take a bit of time for that to sink in? Um, I mean, it does and it doesn't because, um, you know, I'd gotten pretty close uh, earlier in the year at LA. And I, I've been feeling like, you know, I have the fitness there. I'm overall pretty close to that mark. It's just a matter of getting everything to kind of like line up on the right day. And, you know, a lot of the race was me like, I got the perfect day. Don't waste it. And so, you know, I was thinking about it from that perspective. And so, like, I didn't think it was going to be easy or that I had it like as a sure thing. But, um, you know, like getting that sub three and after many attempts, I think this is my fifth time trying to do it feels very different. Uh, than what I thought it would feel like when I was on attempt zero, mm. you know? And so like, there's just a little bit of a disconnect. Cool. How you did that? Back? Yeah. I, was I, like, I remember watching the video. And I was, am I back? Yeah, yeah you're back. Can you hear me? Yeah, yes. we can. Mate. I was yeah. going to say, Mike, um, on that video, on that video, I think it was the last 10 K and you was like, I've got 40 minutes. I need a sub 40, 10 K to get this sub three hour. And you was like, I haven't got it. I haven't got it in me. And then literally a few minutes later, you had it in you. And you were just coming to the end. Where does that come from? Well, it, the thing is, is that I'm really bad at math. And so, like, <laughs> for whatever reason, uh, like, I looked at the clock wrong. And I actually had, like, 43 minutes or 44 minutes. Uh, right. And so, like, I was ready to just pack it in and be like, all right, we're just jogging at this point. I'm like, this hurts. <laughs> You know, but Ben was like, you want to slow down? He's like, why? And I'm like, because I can't run a 40 minute. I could hardly run a 40 minute 10K regularly, yeah. let alone at mile 20. And he's like, what are you talking about? We've got like 43 minutes left. You could totally do that. You could run like seven minute miles, seven minute, 15 miles. And like, we'll get there. And I was like, wait, really? And so like the, the same thing happened to me in LA where I was running with Flores and he's like, come on, Mike, we can, you, you're really close. You can get there. And I had done the math poorly in my head. And I was like, no, we can't. You're just saying that. So I kind of get a good time, but like, you know, a good finishing time, but I, I think it's out of reach. And I had like mentally given up. And so like, I didn't let myself mentally give up, even though I didn't like half didn't believe Ben that there was that much time left. I thought he was just saying that we were just close. To keep you going, to keep you going. You know what? I've just yeah. had a pretty idea, guys. While we've got Hayden that's still with us, should we should <laughs> we get should we get onto his his Chicago New York deep dive? Yeah, let's let's strike while the iron's hot, Yeah, right. Go on, Hayden. Well, just grill him. Well, one one of the biggest questions that comes out of asking people, and something that I'm sort of semi nervous about, is I watch your videos all the time because obviously you're from Chicago, and them ice runs and them snow runs. That, that they are incredible, but that is not something I want to be doing on marathon day. What are we looking like weather-wise as we approach October in Chicago? Yeah, October is can can be tricky because Chicago tends to be a little bit too warm for a marathon, or in my opinion, a little bit too cold for a marathon. And so it's <laughs> somewhat rare to get the perfect racing conditions, even though the course for Chicago is pretty much you know, it's a runner's dream because it's almost pancake flat. And so, uh oh, I think I lost the camera here, guys. Oh, you know, you're saying, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, there you go. For me, who's, there you all right, there we're switching over to another that. camera. There we go. <laughs> all right. So, um, sorry about that, guys. Uh, so, right. yeah. So, I mean, think weather wise, you know, it's going to be pretty mild temperatures a little bit, probably I would anticipate for the warm side, but as you get closer, you know, you know, we'll have a better idea of it, but um, usually it's pretty good running conditions. I would say probably going to be a little bit warmer than the London marathon typically is. Okay. And with regards to highlights and lowlights. So over here in London on the London marathon, we've got bits of the course that are just not good. I.e. mud shoot. These are the bits of the course where you put your head down and you just you just hope for the best. And then we've got highlights as you go over Tower Bridge, as you go around by the Cuddy Sark. That's fantastic. 
in Chicago, what are we looking out for? Bits of the course that are just, we just got to have a bit of mental strength and the other bits where we know we're going to be lifted. Yeah, I mean, the first half of the course is super fun. That's where you're going to see lots of people, a lot of great energy, especially within the first three miles. Um, and then you'll kind of go north and then um, circle back down towards downtown right around the halfway point. Uh, those areas, that's kind of like the easiest for the most spectators to get to. And you're going to be running kind of like through the skyscraper. So it's going to be a lot of fun running through those portions. After the halfway point, you shoot west. Um, and then it gets uh, relatively quiet out there. Um, and so that part, especially if it's a hot day, um, is a place where a lot of people end up kind of like losing the race uh, in terms of overdoing it uh, or just kind of like losing kind of like their mental resolve. Um, and then you will get eventually back towards downtown around miles 16 or 17. Um, and then again, it gets qu a little bit quiet. There isn't as much crowd support um, and the buildings aren't as tall. So again, if it's a sunny, hot day, um, you might end up uh, feeling a little bit cooked. So those are some areas to kind of watch out for. Okay. And with regards to, I know you spoke about it, mentioned it earlier. It, it, it's a flat course. We know that. Um, so mm -hmm. how much should people be looking at? If they're thinking about this as being there, they're a race. This is the one they want to go for, for a good time. Is it a good course to go for a good time? You think, or too busy? No, I, I think it's absolutely a great course uh, to go for a very fast time, uh, especially because there's going to be a pace group for pretty much no matter what speed you're running. Uh, and so, you know, some of the smaller marathons, you know, some people, depending on how quick they are, uh, might be spending a lot of time running by themselves. You're not going to find that in, in Chicago. You're always going to have someone to, to run with. Uh, and it is very flat. Um, so like, there's not going to be a lot of hills to speak of. There's a couple of, you know, overpasses and bridges and stuff like that. But those are, even as far as bridges go, are, are relatively small until you get to that last turn uh, going up Roosevelt, which we call Mount Roosevelt, which only it's only like 30 feet of incline, but it comes at like mile 26.1. So it, it feels like a lot, but know that once you're done with it, you'll see the finish and you can just start kicking right there. And how about the um, the Chicago 5K the day before? I've had a few people interested in doing that just to sort of build up the the event, the weekend. Is, is, is that something that you do or something you'd advise others to do for our nationals coming over? Um, I would say like, uh, if you're coming, I mean, if you're a Kofusi fan, I would say don't go to the 5k and come to the group run. Cause the group oh, run usually is go. the same time. So, so I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to take away from anything that the Chicago <laughs> marathon does. Um, but. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently. I asked Mint Mobile's legal team. If big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation, they said, yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Uh, that's usually when it is. And so we'll usually start out over at the chess pavilion. We'll run along the water. So like you'll get to run along the route that you see in a lot of the videos and then we'll end up at the bean is what the route we normally run. And so it's a nice photo up down there too. And that's also like, if you're meeting up family afterwards, that's also kind of where the, the 5k ends. Um, and so it's a, I try to make it as convenient as possible, especially if people need to go pick up their bib later. I mean, and obviously you've done, you've done, yeah, I don't know if I'm more excited about the marathon, about going to Chicago, or maybe the 5K meeting Kafuzi on the Saturday. I think it's the 5K. About. Sack the yeah. medal off. Just, I'm coming. Just, I think I might just speak to the boss. Yeah, let's go. Out. If I can come. I'll come. We'll, yeah, Wilco's we'll, we'll coming. Now your friends on Instagram, Wilco. You, yeah. you and Mike. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> yeah. He'll come, right? 
So, I mean, that's <laughs> Mark, I tell you, he was so excited about that. I mean, more excited than I was about you coming on. Oh, that was just fantastic. <laughs> Here's football legend Jamie Redknapp for Skechers ArchFit Footwear. Okay, I know what you're thinking. ArchFit Footwear? Nah, I don't need arch support. Well, I thought the same, and these are still my favorite trainers. You see, Skechers ArchFit are great for virtually everybody. ArchFit was designed by experts giving you podiatrist-certified arch support and all-day comfort. Plus, I don't wear them just for arch support. I love how they look too. Feel what you've been missing with Skechers ArchFit. Find Skechers ArchFit Footwear for men and women everywhere. Actually, you just made a good point though about hey, if I if I can just jump in because there's something I you touched on there might a bit about the um like the run club element what you're talking about in terms of the US sort of club scene how because one of the um, ladies I used to coach is, was one of the um you know the big club in New York New York oh, I can never remember them. road runners road runners yeah road runners yeah. What's the club scene like in the US at the moment? Is it strong? Is it is it right? Don't tell you what, but is it quite elitist? Because over here in the UK, some clubs, traditional clubs, are still unfortunately a little bit stuck in their ways. Uh, we started a club over here, forty runs, along with a couple of others, where we tried to did like so, offer something where people don't have to go to a track and like run as fast as everybody else, and you know get the benefits of being affiliated. It, I mean, what's the scene like, the club scene in the US? Like, is it strong? Is it like, I don't know, how is it? I mean, you're a solo runner, right? So, Yeah, I, I again, I'm kind of weird, and so I do a lot of shoe testing, and I run with the camera a lot. It's always not an easy way to, like, introduce yourself to a running <laughs> club. But um, I, my, my general take on it, and having not run in England, you know, in uh, quite a long time, uh, but the sense that I get from following all the British YouTubers that are out there is that it's a lot more varied in terms of what the run club scene is in the U.S. In the U.K., it seems like it's a lot more um, like there's like a, an improvement objective or a speed slash like performance objective. It seems a little bit more structured and regimented. There's leagues and there's like, you know, race series uh, things that like different clubs seem to be getting uh, into. Um, and it seems to be just a lot more kind of like organized. Whereas here in the U.S., uh, it, you can find a different club to suit whatever your preferences are. If you want it to be more social than running, there's a club for that. If you want it to be about running fast and like showing up as a team in the team kit uh, and, you know, trying to score team points at a local race, there's a there's a, a club for you for that. If you want something that, you know, it's a bunch of other people that are like you that have jobs, that have families, and you got to get your runs in in the morning early, there's a club for that. But if you're like a single person and you like to run at like eight or nine o'clock at night, there's a club for that too. So there's, it's just, a you know, there's a, a lot more variety, it seems. Mm. I've got to give a, you just remind me, I've got to give a shout out to last week's guest. Oh, I know you met when you was over at the mm-hmm. ASICS gig was Ben. Because he, he yeah. this week he won the champs. He's now the Essex champion, which is yeah. We're both Essex brothers. I mean, I love that guy. Yeah. I, I love him just as much as I love you. If I could, if I could sit in a room with you two, I, I think I'd I'd explode. Um, he's yeah, 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 but ben, yeah, I mean, isn't he the defending champion now? He won it. He ran. He won it the year before too, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he, I, I think he's quite snidey. I think he, he, he big. You know, he doesn't say anything, and then he just smashes the life out of him. And, and yeah, as you say, he's put, he probably. I think he was or is. And have you seen that he's going for this sub fifteen minute five k? Yeah, which is bonkers. You don't fancy pacing him? No, you don't <laughs> no. You know what? I tried to. I tried to film a friend at the 5K in Eugene. So there was one during the men's marathon. And so I was going up there. Dr. Josh is a, uh, is a friend of mine. And he's a, he's a very fast runner. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'll get some footage of you, Josh. I'll, I'll try to elbow my way up to the front. Um, and then like when the gun goes off, he's going to run like five-minute miles. Um, and I can't do that once let alone three times and so i'll just try to hang on for as long as i can and you'll get a nice clip you know 30 second clip maybe mm-hmm. uh, that you could post to your to your video um that was the plan but as soon as the gun went off everyone like took off and i i was sprinting and i couldn't keep up <laughs> everyone was still gapping me and i'm like there's like i mean this is just a different level of speed he ended up coming in like 
Josh is one of the fastest people that I personally know. And he ended up coming in like sixth. And I was like, I can't, I can't imagine how fast other people go. And I don't, I don't know if there was a sub 15 that day, but I mean, sub, sub, I don't think people understand how fast sub 15 is. I mean, that is, is. that is crazy fast. I mean, I, yeah, I can't wait to see that when, when he does that. Um, yeah, that is going to be. Uh, Wilco, do you want to grab that park run? Because obviously yeah, because about... this was. I thought this was quite interesting because obviously, um, I'm sure you're aware that um, with all the running thing, probably park runs the biggest phenomenon of running in Britain. Certainly, I mean, there's now nearly 800 different park runs every Saturday morning at nine o'clock all over the place where I am now. But I live just down the road from Chris. We've got about eight or nine within ten miles that we could go to every week, and. Um, now, the first park run was organised in America in 2012, and now there's there's only 55. Do you think – why do you think the take-up's perhaps not been as um, rapid? You know, I'm I'm not sure why that is because, um, like, at the same time, what seems to have proliferated is kind of like the 5K, like, fun run slash walk. That's a fundraiser for something. So, like – you know, there could be one for to raise money for the zoo, one to raise money for researching cancer, one for raising money for a school. You know, so like there's been a lot of those that people seem to be going to um, at the same time that like, you know, like more structured 5Ks don't really seem to be happening as much. So I'm not really sure why that is, but um, I don't know. I kind of. I kind of have been looking for some 5Ks to get into, I think, for the month of August and into September. Yeah. I'd like to try and – I mean, I'm inspired very much by um, what I saw at World Championships. So I'm like, eh, I think I want to try and run fast a little bit. So maybe I'll try that while I'm not, like, specifically getting ready for a marathon because it seems like I'm always marathon training. So, like, while I'm in a break, I'm going to try to do that. And I was, like, trying to find some 5Ks to get into around – around me and I, we recently moved out to the suburbs so it's a little bit harder mm. and i'm like i wish there was something just like i knew that i could go somewhere like on a, on a saturday and just show up you know yeah so. we got a typical sort of comment from uh chaz who's um he says i live in the u.s he says he lives in the midwest he didn't he's not more specific than that and he'd say i'd like to know um about how we could sort of duplicate um part runs he doesn't he'd like to know sort of like how they've organized and you know whether they can um he says he'd really like to see the american you know over in the states they getting adapted and uh, something similar so uh, maybe there is still room for um improvement yeah i mean i think that um part of it is that, like there are a lot of like local schools that have tracks so i think that like that or have cross-country courses anyway that i think could possibly you know maybe not do what park run is doing but do something similar and kind of like tie it to the community because i feel like that community aspect is really um Im- important to park run because like people have like their regular park run that they go to so you're seeing yeah. the same people over and over and i think that you know that might be hard to kind of like come in and and do right now in the u.s but if you tied it to like the local school or the local like high school cross country team. I think that might be w- one way of potentially like doing that, but it's going to take like, you know, I think just a couple of pockets of very dedicated people that are very interested in kind of building that kind of community yeah. to make it happen. I mean, that's and, definitely, that's definitely yeah. the way it is here that, that, you know, that every, every event, all of those 770 odd events, they all have a real hardcore of, people who organize it and they it just wouldn't happen if it wasn't for them perhaps chris if uh, mike's going to come over and do the london marathon perhaps we should send him down the bushy on saturday on the saturday to, yeah i mean where it all started down yeah. the bushy yeah. park and we we'll take ben, and we we'll take ben because he's never bothered to go there and then what we could all do <laughs> because mike uh, mike have you ever done part run uh, you know, I've never done uh, like like a park run brand like park. I mean, I've done five Ks, I've done local five Ks, but I've never done like a park run one before. Because the yeah, the home one we've got Mel, who's part of the Forty Runs Running uh, community, massive stalwart of the community. She she basically runs Bushy Park where it all started, and she <laughs> gets the right. She gets really upset when people start taking the tokens and licking them because people apparently because it's the home of Park Run, they lick them now. 
my man there, Hayden, he is he does uh his satellite group down the area and they routinely do bushy. But what I was gonna say actually, Hayden, you've been because you're in Florida, you've yeah. got a park run with you, haven't you, right? Yeah, so last Saturday we went up to Claremont, which is about about twenty miles from where we are in Orlando, and we done the park run there. Funny enough, Wilco was saying about people setting it up. I'm pretty sure that this one was set up by English people, expats. Ah. They've gone out there and they wanted to bring the whole parkrun scene over there. But gotcha. it's really popular. Obviously, the holiday destination here in Orlando is filled with Brits anyway. So mm. you're getting people that come in here that want to do parkrun. And it, it, well, I think this week there was about 100, 170, 180 odd people. And there's a few noticeable differences, mostly being the fact that there's more Americans there. So there's a much more, there's a more positive fire. There's a lot of yeah. high fives. There's a lot of, love it. you look good, man. Keep going. Well oh, done. Awesome. People, people stay behind to the finish. The winner was there. He waited to the end and he clapped every person in. And this is, it, it's, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. So in a way, I, I think it could really, really take off here. It yeah. really could take off. Just need someone to push that. I know someone. He's got a YouTube channel with about a million subscribers. <laughs> he ain't doing much. Um, yeah. You know. <laughs> right. So, come on. Let's get more of these questions because, bless them. They yeah, we're well, well through a few in. questions then, if we may, uh, Mike. Uh, Mark Langhorn says, what running trainer have you most enjoyed running in so far in 2022? Uh, like a, a rich running shoe? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Nova Blast 3 is my favorite shoe. Um, I just ran in it again today, and I got to the 100-mile mark, so I'll be posting a video about it probably Sunday. Um, but, yeah, that, that's just a fantastic shoe. You could do pretty much everything in it. And um, I think that people that have a dozen running shoes or more are going to find a space for it in their rotation. And people that only want to buy one shoe – that's probably going to be the one that I recommend for a lot of people. It's just been really good to me. Has that replaced the Pegasus in your lineup? Because obviously being a big Pegasus guy and, you know, you know, that's probably where a lot of people found you, Mike, right? Originally was where you was doing all the Pegasus mm-hmm. stuff. So has that shoe taken over from the Pegasus, would you say, for you? The Nova Blast? Yeah, one? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I still, like, have very – like sentimental and fond like memories of the Pegasus, but like the last three versions have been very different than kind of like the peg, like I guess the late thirties were very different than the early thirties for the Pegasus. Um, I started at the 32. uh, I think it peaked at 36. The 39, I think is probably like the best of like the react Pegasuses, but um, you know, it's just not quite like what I remember and either looking at it from like, is this like a retro shoe or is this a modern shoe? Like either way, I'm not loving it. Um, and so like, I still have a, like a, a space in my heart for the Pegasus, but like, it just isn't there, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of the, like what it's delivering. And so, yeah, I definitely love the Nova Blast three more than that, but you know, to round out kind of like my top five so far. I mean, I haven't tried, I think there's another rebel coming. Is there a rebel coming? Yeah. Rebel three. Yeah. Three? Yeah. It's on sale. I, I think don't, it, yeah. it might be in Europe. Is it already? I don't know. Someone was saying to me the other day, have you seen it? You know, it's it's out in some, you know, whatever, but I don't know whether that's true or not. So, um, so I actually think Mark, what you, what you just said, so I'm just going to say what you just said, uh, really, really came true. And you said about the Pegasus, I'm currently in the Pegasus 39 for my slower runs and you just hit the nail on the head. I'm not sure if they're meant to be a retro shoe now or a new high energy shoe. I don't think they've quite got the balance right there. There's something, I don't know if they've tried to go back to the 34 or if they're trying something new. It just doesn't sit a hundred percent right to me. And they I feel like they're losing ground a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I don't know if it's just not, if they're not executing well, which would be rare for Nike. Right. I mean, mm. for them to not execute well, it would be a surprise, but then I'm like, well, if they, if this is what they were expecting of that shoe, then I, I'm not the person that the shoe's meant for then. You know, so I'm thinking like someone that puts in 70 miles a week when they're marathon training, maybe that's, not, I mean, but there are like, but then again, like their pro athletes seem to love the Pegasus, but mm-hmm. I think for normal people, the Pegasus seems to be for people that are training for 10 K 5 K maybe, I mean, that are doing maybe faster daily runs, but shorter mileage, maybe they prefer it. I don't know, but I, it's not like, 
the 39 is really good, but mm. it's, you know, not it's definitely an improvement. Like where I'm I think the Pegasus really can be. I'm wondering with 40, whether they go like we saw with the, um, thing the other day you know with the sort of zoom x scraps and stuff like that I'm, with a carrier i'm wondering mm. if they're going to go that way because they seem to be phasing out react maybe like even that wind flow not where are they wind flow nine's got cushion plus i mean it's a, it's great but it's terrible um uh, at the same time um but it's i don't know they just seem to moving away from react i'm wondering whether the next peg will end up being zoom x scraps like um the Zoom Fly was. I'm, 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 you know, I'm just wondering if they're going to change it totally for the 40th version. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I anticipate they'll do something big. I have no idea what they're going to be doing with it. Um, and I, I don't know. I've never tried any of the shoes with the Zoom X scraps because I've heard so many bad things about them. Jade. So like, I've been just kind of staying away. I like, I love Zoom X, but like the Zoom X scraps, I've been just kind of like, I'll wait, I'll wait for a regular Zoom X midsole version to come out. But we've got to give a shout out to Andy Forrest of Dean. Love that guy. Love yeah. his channel. Love yeah. Andy. He absolutely loves the Zoom Fly Five, even though, like, okay. it, you know, whatever it didn't work for me. But he, he he said it's his most misunderstood shoe, and I'm glad that you know. And I love it. That's what I love about shoes. It's so polarizing sometimes. Um, and but so if you know, definitely everybody watch Andy's video as well because it's there's the other side of the argument with that with the Zoom X scraps. He's done a great video about it. Uh, it didn't work for me. I couldn't stand it, but Andy loves it. So <laughs> that's the cool thing. But I mean, again, look at Andy compared to other people. We're, we're all different runners, right? And that's the awesome thing about it. So yeah, if you, if you, I'd be interested to see whether they go down that route, right? Uh, Wilco, come on, keep, keep the people yes. happy. Um, come on. Ian Lowe asks on a different tack, um, any tips for how to cope with the hole that's left mentally when the training and the marathon is over? Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's two ways to look at that. One is to um, sign up for another race. That might not be the healthiest behavior, but I feel like it's a pretty easy fix. So, like, just put another race on the calendar. Uh, that's one way to do it. Uh, but for me, a lot of times when I'm kind of feeling that, I really try to make sure I dive in on some of the other aspects of my life that I may have neglected a little bit when I got super deep into the marathon training block. So, you know, making sure that I'm... Um, you know, checking in with the kids, uh, checking in with my wife, uh, doing a couple of extra things around the house that I've probably been neglecting to do or been putting off. Like, so I kind of like, you know, try to dive in same amount of energy, but it just, just to something else while the body's recovering, um, to, to try and kind of keep that, you know, that your brain is so used to focusing on something. So I just need to give it another thing to yeah. look at. So that's kind of what I do. Cool. Um, Lee Wilson asks, what are your bucket list events? Um, bucket list and events? Before, I mean, well, before, I don't want to preempt your answer as well. Maybe link to this. Yeah. Luke Virtual Game UK also said, are you thinking of Boston? Yeah, I mean, I am hopefully have enough of a buffer um, to get into Boston for April. Um, and so that is a race that I'll probably, I'm, I'm planning on racing it once. Um, I'll probably go many times, but I think I'm probably going to only race it one time. I, I have a feeling that there'll be some, there may be some like um, kind of BAA issues if me if I try to film the race, so I may not be yeah. allowed no. back in. But what's his, I know you are. No, who? No, what's this? What's that really funny guy? The great YouTube channel. What? Um, yeah, Stephen. I, I had, had a chance to run with him out in Boulder when I was out there, but he had a bunch of issues with the yeah. BAA. Um, you know, threatening to take his video down. And so I'm like, ah, that's almost certainly going to happen to me. So, you know, I'm going to try and sneak my camera in like I always do. It's always against the rules uh, for me to do that. But I always just kind of do it anyway, um, knowing that it could be grounds for a DQ or I could be, you know, you know, never allowed back into a race. So I'm planning on running Boston one time. Good man. Uh, but to answer like the first question, uh, the bucket list race is... Um, definitely running the Tokyo marathon. So, and I, and I, I do have a bib for next year. So I'm pretty excited about that. Cool. Chris, you got a few. Yeah. I've got like fanboy questions. So we're, we, cause I'm <laughs> conscious of the time. Right. So we're going to, yeah. I'm going to, I think oh, well, it's not, one last one after you finish. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like the quick fire lightning round. Cause it's not that. Cause basically I've forgotten those questions, 
But I've got five questions for you, all right? So the first one is the, probably the most – well, it's not the most important because that's coming. But because of our friends at Sketchers, big fans, everybody check out Sketchers. Um, what is your – because you haven't done much content on Sketchers recently, I noticed. Big telling off coming your way from the guys at Sketchers. So as they're sponsoring <laughs> this podcast, what is your favourite ever pair of Sketchers that you've run? I think it would have to be the Razor Elite, the one that had the H plate in it. Oh, yeah. Um, not like the Razor uh, 3. Like the Razor 3 was really good. Mm. But I also there was like the Razor Elite shoe that I, I, I don't know. I don't think it was intended for marathon racing. No, it wasn't. Um, but uh, for 10K, 5K, that shoe was super lightweight, super fast, and very exciting to run in. So that's probably my favorite one. I just would like to see more of like a marathon version of it. I think sometimes the hyperburst, I don't always, I think they need to fi- like figure out the way to make it like marathon distance exciting for me. Um, Cause like they have something in the razor elite. I love the upper, I love the design. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish that, that I could take that feeling and it, put it to 26 miles. I mean, if Cyber's on here, Simon, who I run with, he's on his, I think, fourth pair of Max Road 5s. He's absolutely addicted mm-hmm. to that shoe. Um, that, that, I mean, he wears them for trails. He, he wears them for anything. Even making pizza at home, he wears his Max Road 5, <laughs> right? It's insane. And he has to get them now from Running Warehouse because sketches over here have sold out. So he keeps shipping them in. Okay. But how cool is this? He got them in like three days from Running Warehouse in the US. I mean, that's pretty awesome in fair play to him. Yeah. That's not one of the questions, by the way. Um, right, next thing, really important. What's he like hanging out with Thomas from Believe in the Run? Because that guy looks like a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, it, I mean, it is a lot of fun to hang out with Thomas. I've been spending a lot of time with the Believe in the Run group, um, and I absolutely love spending time with them. It makes it a lot easier to go to a lot of these events when they're there because they just make it a lot more fun for me. And so, like, the content is a little bit more just easier to come by mm-hmm. and also they don't care when i'm like got my gopro out and filming stuff and so like you know i mentioned earlier it's like sometimes it's a little bit awkward to be the guy with the selfie stick yeah and they don't care so it's like very <laughs> natural for them to do it and they get it and so like it's it's a lot of fun for me to hang out with them and thomas has like very little attention span so there's always like there's there's always something happening around thomas <laughs> i just i just lo- i just i i mean i'd just love to be at a party with him it'd just be amazing yeah. um right two more because you've actually answered one of them so i'll let you off that one okay and these are probably the hardest questions you're going to have all year firstly okay. have you ever done a marathon after eating the day before, two McDonald's <laughs> breakfasts, fish and chips for lunch, meatballs, doubles, ice creams, and four pints of lager, and then run a marathon. Have you ever tried that? And a two-minute PB. And a two-minute PB. And get a two-minute PB. Have you ever done that? Uh, I'd say probably not. You know, I try to ease, ease off the beer a little bit before okay. a race. Uh, I know some people like to have, like, a night before beer to kind of, like, relax them a little bit, help them get to bed kind of thing. But that's never really worked out for but me. Not four pints. But I, I do. Yeah, not four pints. And I, but I do tend to eat week. a lot. You know, yeah. Um, I do tend to eat a lot before, like the week of uh, the race, to try and you know, like just carve up and and get the everything filled system wise. But um, not quite as much as what you mentioned. Yeah, we'll come. Anyone? Uh, I mean, it you was can a long day. It's a long way on the train <laughs> from London to Edinburgh. Yeah. You can yeah. sort of shift that training plan over to Mike <laughs> on Insta. I think. Now, actually, this, and yeah. while we're, this is the last question. Um, have you ever trained at six, a 60% effort level? Because this is the new hashtag that's going around. <laughs> hashtag 60%. Wilco, do you want to fill Mike in on the 60% rule? Yeah. Go on, then. Um, we, were, we went out for a run and we were quick. Someone suggested that we none of us liked running and we just hated it for different reasons. But I said that I liked running because the optimum level of effort is about 60%. And I live my life <laughs> using an effort level of 60% and always have done. So I could have gone to a better college if um, I'd have worked a bit harder at school, but I only put in 60% and I could have been a better soccer player. But I decided uh, 60% was the level that I wanted to do. And now I've found my thing because 60% is um, the way to go, literally the way forward. 
Have you ever considered it, Mike? You know, training for that sub three at sixty percent of effort. Uh, I mean, like when I was doing all low heart rate running, I mean, it was basically, that was basically, that was probably less than 60% effort oh. for a good three or four months, uh, on all my runs. And so, uh, it didn't end up in a good marathon. That was when I blew <laughs> up at Houston, you know, it was a disaster <laughs> that day, but, uh, and I made a lot of other mistakes too. So it wasn't great for marathon speed, but it was really good for kind of like onboarding low heart rate running. So it was, it was a useful time. So I recommend it. <laughs> there you go. I right, so Wilco, um, you're going to ask, you know, ask, ask one last question about yeah. Chicago, and then I was just going to ask one last yeah. question. Let Mike go. Yeah. And oh, he's frozen. He? He's got yeah, it. Yeah, I was just going to ask you just quickly before no, I'm go. I'm I'm I know what it was. He wanted to know what oh, is your key one I'm tip I'm here. for doing the Chicago Marathon? Um, key one tip for doing the Chicago Marathon, I would say. There is, I'll go with like a fun one is make sure you are having a lot of fun. There's a lot of crowd that's out there. So like really take advantage of it. Um, Cause like there's a lot of great cheering that happens along the course. The city of Chicago loves the marathon and they love all, all the racers. So it's a great city to get that crowd support from a tactical, like nuts and bolts perspective. I would say um, miles 16 through 20 are really um tricky for a lot of people um and a lot of people will overdo it myself i've i've overdone it pretty much every single time i've run chicago i overdo it in those miles i don't know what it is maybe it's because it gets that's the section where it gets a little bit quiet um but everyone tends to speed up there um and they pay for it after about mile 20 so in those miles really take it easy and um be patient in, in that section and then you'll have a good finish that's great. And I just wanted to look one last question came in from Dermot Dowling, which I think sums up everything right well. He'd like to know why do you run? Everybody has their reasons great for question. doing it. Why do you think you do, why do you great do? question? It just really makes me feel good. Right. And so like uh, if I didn't feel good from it, I probably wouldn't keep doing it. Um, but it's one of those things for me that I feel good about. There's a lot of things that I enjoy about it, kind of like the gamification of it on Strava, the data that I get from my watch, uh, interacting with people uh, on Instagram and YouTube. Those are all great things. But at the base of it, like I feel better when I run. And that's all I really need to know about it. I'm not going to question it a lot further than that, um, because that's a pretty good thing and a pretty rare thing for a lot of people these days. So if you find that thing that makes you feel good, keep chasing it. And that's what I've been doing with the running. That's what a great, great way to finish. Brilliant. What a great um, way to now, finish. Mike, before we let you go, can you just, um, I'm sure lots of people will be aware of this, but then um, I'm sure in the last hour, we've had such a great hour of content that you, we've um We've accumulated a few more fans as well. Could you just let people know where they can find you out there in the World Wide Web? Yeah, on, on YouTube and on Instagram, I'm Kofuzi, K-O-F-U-Z-I. So you can always find me there. Yep. That's awesome. That's brilliant. Well, thank you very much for um, being so candid and answering all everybody's questions, being such a nice bloke, really. You know, we've had a yeah, wonderful time with you. Jeremy Wilco, right? I'm just going to, again, just do a bit more sucking up, right? But it's been awesome because, no, it, 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 my, seriously, yeah, I said this to Ben when I met Ben in person. You know, guys like yourself, guys like Ben, genuine people who are doing this for the right reasons, yeah? You you, you do come across as the nice guy because you are a nice guy, yeah? You're, you're doing above and beyond. You're trying to build community. You're trying to encourage people to run just, you know, for mental health because they, like you just said, because they enjoy it and you're bringing people together. That is powerful. So, you know, keep doing what you're doing because it is making a difference to people, yeah? Honestly, mate, it, it, you, you've got to be proud of what you're doing. So, you know, thanks very much from someone who really does admire you. So I appreciate it, you know, coming on. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Well, thank you again, Mike, for coming on. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Hopefully, you know, that you might have put a few on the gate, you know, there might have had a few more than we usually have. So um, if you're not familiar with our, what we do, and um, we do a live stream, and um, every um, Friday night, um, 7 o'clock UK and Ireland time. So um, you can always catch us either live on Facebook or YouTube, or you can download us later in the week and take us off for your long run on uh, Spotify, Amazon, all your usual podcast providers. So thanks ever so much for joining us. Thanks, Mike, again. Thanks for coming along. Thanks, Hayden, for interrupting your holiday. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> 
He's better thanks, no thanks, Toby, for doing nothing Toby, and mucking up the Toby, audio. Toby's our trouble he was. He just keeps it going. Without him, it would fall apart. We're so live everywhere. So much, everybody, we will be back next week at 7 o'clock on YouTube, on Facebook. Download us. Enjoy your running this weekend. Make the best of it. And thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.